0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Today's program is brought to you by Forever Cheese, masters of the Mediterranean. For more information, visit forevercheese.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Care, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times best-selling book, My Boyfriend Barfs in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Esquire.com and I would love it if you would send your cleaning questions to JolieCare@gmail.com. at gmail.com. My guest today is The Sweet Homes' Casey Johnston. Hi, Casey. Welcome back. Thank you. Casey is the lead editor of The Wirecutter and The Sweet Home. Prior to that, Casey went to engineering school for applied physics and worked as a tech journalist at Ars Technica. She has written for The All, Matter, Hazlitt, and Vice. Listeners may remember her from the episode in which we discussed The Sweet Homes' guides to the best laundry detergent. And mm-hmm. the Best Personal Lubricant, mm-hmm. uh, the latter of which was just published, just at the end of January. Yes.
3: Um, can you tell us what the the winner was? Oh, my God. Actually, I'm sorry. You're forgetting I no, the name. I, didn't, I actually did not edit that guide. No, Cesar did, who was with us last time. Yes. Um, um, I, but I do know that we have a bunch of our lube picks. We, we have a handful of picks, as we do with condoms. I'm actually editing our condoms guide, and ooh. that is nearly done. Um, But one of the things we did that we're doing for both of these guys is making little packets that you can get samples of all of our picks and try them. Oh, that's genius. And figure out which ones you like best, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. What a great idea.
2: You guys just you you always are coming up with some new interesting thing to do. I, what can I was just we like say? just consistently so impressed by the business <laughs> over at the sweet home and the wire cutter. And also I just love you guys. I I really I mean you guys make my jobs easier because it's like <laughs> when I need a product to recommend I'm like, "Well, let's see what the sweet home we love what says. we do." Yeah. Yeah, you do and I love what I do, so it's nice and it's nice that we all get to to work together in our little way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh so here today We are going to be talking about one of Casey's pet interests. Casey is a makeup gal. And so I asked her if she would join me for this episode because I just wrote a column for Racked that will run on Friday um, as part of my regular out damn spot column that I do every other week for Racked on makeup expiration. It was actually one that my editor requested. She was like, can you please do something about when makeup expires? Because I feel like it's something we all get wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I said, sure, I'd be more than happy to do that. And because I'm me, I couldn't just leave it at that. So I tacked on a whole thing about how to do a makeup purge. If you sort of aren't familiar with expiration dates and or your makeup collection has gotten just totally out of control, um, how to go about about sort of sorting through all your makeup, figuring out what to keep because you're using it or it's new enough, what to get rid of because you're not using it or because it's expired, so on and so forth. So I'm going to talk about the expiration dates. I'm going to talk about how to do the makeup purge. I'm hoping that Casey will have a few things to add to the uh, makeup purge and organizing ideas too, since she's such a makeup such a makeup gal um, and then in the second segment we are going to talk about uh, makeup stains this was actually one of Casey's requests hmm. if we have time I doubt we will uh, we'll also talk about how to clean makeup brushes since I don't think we're going to have time I'm going to just tell Casey to come on back and we'll do a whole show about cleaning tools like hair brushes makeup brushes flat irons all that good stuff uh because you should clean those things from time to time they do get pretty gross Mm -hmm. um okay so let's let's start by talking about our makeup expiration dates uh and a a pretty easy i sort of have like a five-step method for cleaning out and tidying um a makeup stash all right so let's just we're gonna just run through the dates Probably in listening to this, there will be a few that stand out for you but you're unlikely to remember all of them. Uh, that's part of the reason that I mentioned that I did that racked column because you can always go back to it and have have all the dates so this is gonna go like fast and some of these are gonna be horrifying to you they're oh, they're I'll horrifying the to me gasps. yeah and they're horrifying to me and I think Casey and I are gonna talk a little bit about sort of the the difference between what's uh recommended and what's reality mm-hmm. uh, and some and some tips for living in reality safely. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So here we're going to start with eye makeup because eye makeup is the big one. This is the one that's going to hurt, guys. Mm-hmm. Ready for this? Mascara. Two to four months. Oh! Yep. oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Liz, Liz is, her jaw just dropped in the engineering booth. Oh, my God. I know. It's terrible. So sad. So here's the thing. I want to I talk to Casey about this one because she's actually said some things to me in the past about the reality of this. Uh, and I also want to mention that the Sweet Homes guide to mascara was one of the first makeup guides
3: you did i think yeah it was actually i think the first we started working on not sure it was the first we published but we were working on it for uh a year yeah it's not straight year but yeah it's
2: incredibly thorough Mm -hmm. it's very very cool um do you want to tell us what your pick was
3: uh our main pick is the buxom lash waterproof okay uh, that is a, a fairly expensive tube. I want to say it's like nineteen dollars, about twenty dollars, twenty dollars yeah. ish. Um, and so, then we have a handful of other picks, but that's our right. So
2: one. Liz was telling us um, when Casey came in when we were I was saying our, our greetings before the show. She was like, "I bought the." Sweet Home's recommendation for the mascara. And I was like, oh, the buxom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I've read the guide. Mm-hmm. So i was very proud. Um, so here's the thing. And I, and I want to mention that one in particular because it's $20. Mm-hmm. If you are disposing of... Let's let's split the difference and we'll say three months, right? So we got two to four months on it. If you are using four tubes of mascara a year, that's $80 on mascara a year. Mm-hmm. That seems crazy to that's me. Yeah. And yet, the reason that mascara has such a short shelf life is because of the nature of how it's applied and to what it is applied. So your Mm -hmm. eyes, all of the eye makeup, as as you're hearing all the rest of the the expiration dates, you're going to notice a huge difference between the eye makeups and everything else that you use. That's because our eyes are such a wild and weird organ Mm -hmm. and they're so germy. Um, it's actually a thing when you have a cold or if you're sort of like prone to chronic colds, if you're a person who touches your eyes frequently, you should think about curbing that. It's a very difficult habit to curb. I know I was, I was scolded many years ago by an eye doctor uh, for eye rubbing. And I'm also a big hair rubber. It's yeah, like, oh, I wear it's contacts, so and my eyes are always dry. And yeah, um, but after that scolding, I've I've learned to just at least be conscious of it and try to, um, if I notice myself rubbing my eyes, especially rubbing very very hard, to. to to stop myself um Mm -hmm. to pay attention to that so wearing
3: eye makeup actually helps i find because i don't want to mess it up like i used to just like smear it everywhere when i was rubbing my eyes but if i have it on it like keeps me from it keeps you away from it
2: i actually have noticed that i have started wearing more eye makeup in the past year or so um i've never wore eyeshadow or anything like Mm -hmm. that i started wearing eyeshadow now of course i'm obsessed with eyeshadow palettes which i'm going to talk about (laughs) it's my personal struggle um and yeah, I do notice that like, I'm much more aware of touching my eyes because I am I like go to rub it and I can feel the eyeshadow. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to smear. Right. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, there you go. There's one good way. Be vain and you <laughs> won't smear your eye makeup. Um, Okay, so here, the thing about the way that that mascara works that makes it so dastardly when it comes to the germ stuff is it's the pumping action. (laughs) This sounds very dirty. Uh, It's the pumping action of when you dip the wand into the container uh, and sort of pump a few times to get the mascara on the wand and then you put it on your lashes, which of course are, you know, germy and eye gunky and so on and so forth. And then you put it back in and you pump more and that pumping... It will will exacerbate the appearance of bacteria i learned this from a makeup artist who like had to explain this to me when i was horrified when she told me to throw away a mascara after three months of use i have never and will never use an entire tube of mascara in three months let's like get real here no one will mm-hmm. i mean maybe like a real housewife
3: yeah, or you're a Kardashian it, like, every day.
2: If you're wearing coats, like, like it's a lot. Do you? This is an incredibly dumb question. Do you? You
3: put mascara on false lashes, right? Uh, I don't think you have to, but it helps. Like, kind of, isn't that stick why they look spidery? To the okay. yeah, like it All helps right. everything kind of. Any anyway.
2: uh- Clearly, I'm not a makeup girl. You, you'll <laughs> you'll learn this. I wear it. I wear it, but mm-hmm. but I'm not like a. I'm a cleaning girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So that's the deal with mascara. One thing that Casey did mention to me, I asked her about this last time that she was here. I don't think I asked you on air, um, but I, it's really stuck with me that I was like, Casey, like, how, do you really have to get rid of your makeup your or your mascara every three months? And she was like, well, it kind of depends on how frequently you use it. Mm-hmm. So I want to put there that in there as a caveat that like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I work from home, so I don't always wear mascara every single day. Same. Um, if I'm running out for just, you know, like in my yoga pants, but I want to not go out without makeup, um, I'll use uh, the Maybelline, the, that old drugstore mm-hmm. staple that everybody loves. Like I have that as kind of like my go-to every day right. for, you know, and then I use my, and then that means that I use my expensive ones less so I can make them last longer. There you go.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the problem with using them so frequently, like, the pumping is really, like, I find that them drying out is a bigger problem than anything, than running out or whatever, and obviously okay. they get gross, but, like, the less you the less you are pumping, the longer in theory it will last. But, yeah, if you do, if you can, like, work in a cheaper mascara, we do have a couple of picks, like, um, the L'Oreal Voluminous is our top Sort of like budget drugstore, yeah, and uh, also the girl Clump Crusher, which is like a green fat tube. Okay. That's the one that I have and that I use all the time. All right, I also really like that mm-hmm. name. Yes, Clump Crusher. It, it sometimes it I have like with a my wrestling name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not?
2: Yeah. Okay, so that's the that's the the painful mascara thing. The, the rest of them are a little less painful. So let's let's run through them pretty quickly. Uh, liquid eyeliner three to four months again same same basic theory as the mascara problem you're pumping it's liquid it's going on your eyes. Um, eyeliner pencil this is a good one you'll like this one three to 24 months. <laughs> now here's where you're like what that's cra- that's a crazy big timeline. yeah so it is a crazy big timeline and here, here's why it is that way. you can make your p- eye pencils last a lot longer if you regularly sharpen them. Yes. Right. They're going to be just less gunky because you're getting right. You're, you're like a taking top off. Layer. Yeah. You're yeah. taking off
3: the gross stuff um, that's grown
2: on the short end. I think this is probably uh, common sense to most people, but I think very, very, very well we're saying anyway, is that if you have any kind of eye infection, dump it, dump, mm-hmm. dump your eye makeup. Uh, you don't need to you, you don't need to dump your brushes and stuff like that. We'll talk about um, how to clean those. I think. Maybe not at super length, but we'll talk about that. Um, but, yeah, you you got to dump anything that you've been using on your eyes if you have an eye infection. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. Yeah. It's very sad when that happens. Um, okay, cream eyeshadow, 3 to 12 months. Uh, eye p- powdered eyeshadow, 3 to 24 months. Um, same thing with cream and powder eyeshadow. You can extend the lifespan of those if you clean your tools regularly. So if you clean your brushes and so on regularly, it's going to keep – the pots of makeup from building up a lot of bacteria and gunk and nasty right. stuff that you don't want so right. especially with your eye stuff i'm so, i know i'm like a broken record with this but i mean i feel like,
3: like the eye stuff is the is we the should one. say that like eye makeup does have uh chemicals in it that help prevent it from growing mm-hmm. this stuff this is just sort of like after the what's in there like para, you know parabens yeah Parabens. as much as people are scared of them, they shouldn't be. They're, they're like, good. They're what help keep bacteria from growing in your makeup. So that's, like, as long as sort of the parabens last before they become overcome and the bacteria is, like, getting all up in there. So okay. I just want to put in a plug no, for that's parabens.
2: No, that's great. That's, that it's very interesting to learn all this, too, that obviously the makeup manufacturers know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the one hand, they have an interest in in you throwing your makeup out sooner rather than later but on the other hand they want to make a good product for you
3: right so i mean this is why this is just why makeup doesn't become instantly disgusting because of preservatives right
2: yeah and then and we should also say there are there are other factors that you know just probably aren't going to really be avoided that add to the development of bacteria most people most most women keep their makeup in the bathroom right well the bathroom is moist and it's you know, the warm, toilet is in there, and the toilets in there, and <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of environmental stuff going on. Generally speaking, in the places where we keep our makeup, that's also going right. to uh, lend to the development of bacteria. Uh, okay, so let's move on to things that are a little less grim. <laughs> let's start with cheek color because I'm I'm a I am I will say. I'm a blush girl. I love blush. Like, I'm going to be one of those old ladies who just has, like, the, like, streaks of rouge on. <laughs> I'm already I'm already there. Like, I just, like, love blush. Um, so, powder blush, uh, 18 to 24 months. So, that's, you know, two years. Like, you're probably going to not be using your blush maybe that much longer than two years. Two years is a long yeah, time. That is a you long might, time. but, yeah. you know. Um, cream blush. 12 to 24 months, I think you guys are probably getting the impression now, you know, powders are going to be more stable than creams. Creams are going to be more stable than liquids. Um, Foundations and concealers, uh, powder foundation and concealer, you know, powder compacts on uh, 18 to 24 months cream foundation and concealer 12 to 24 months. One thing to mention about cream concealer, a lot of times they come in those little pots and you apply them with your fingers. If you wash your hands before you do that, you are going to extend the life of your potted concealer greatly. Mm-hmm. This is true of any kind of makeup that you're using, that you're applying with your fingers. Uh, your hands are very dirty. Taking, taking 20 seconds to wash them will make them very clean, yep. and that will extend the lifespan of your makeup. So that's very good. Uh, liquid foundation and concealer. I don't know that anyone uses liquid Liquid foundation anymore? Maybe they do. Maybe I guess BB creams and those. Oh, they definitely do. Fall under yeah, like uh, I think uh, of Makeup is Forever
3: so, is is a liquid one. I oh, okay. Sure. I guess There's I think of them ones. as so 80s like. The I mean, jar- I mean, the '80s are kind of back. I guess the '80s are way. totally like, if back. Watch, if you watch any like makeup tutorials online, they're all like, "Oh my god, my movie! This is makeup forever, movie!" It's I like know, the- which I
2: like kind of love because <laughs> I remember all that stuff. I mm-hmm. was like, uh, I was too young for makeup in the '80s, mm-hmm. right? So I hit high school in 1990. So yeah, I mean, middle school, but that was um, I was hitting the end of the '80s, so I missed yeah. a lot of that fun stuff. But that I did include- crimp my hair. I oh. did crimp my hair. Oh, yes, I did. This girl had a crimper, uh, or as we call it in Boston, a crimpa. <laughs> uh, okay. So liquid foundation, six to 12 months. Again, that's that liquid. Um, last one, last, but certainly not least. And this is the best news of them all is your lip color. So gloss and lipstick, uh, six to 24 months. Again, that's really going to depend like a huge amount on how they're applied. Um, glosses that have this the tip that you squeeze the gloss onto and put directly on your lip or that have the the wand you know anything that's like a little pumpier that your lips constantly getting on is going to be germier Mm -hmm. um than like a lipstick which you can wipe off right um and then the best news of all is your lip liner which lip liner is way back Mm -hmm. And I don't know how great I feel about that one. Uh, But lip liner is way back in style. That is going to last you for two plus years. Uh, Again, just like pencil, eyeliner, the more you sharpen the lip liner, the better off you're going to be. But there you go. So those are are your basics of expiration dates. This is probably a good time for us to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about how my my little five-step process of doing a makeup purge. uh, And we'll talk about some makeup staining. I think we're definitely not going to have time for the brushes, but that's okay. Cause we'll just bring Casey back and we'll do a whole other girl, another girly Yay. episode. And it'll be really fun. Uh, so Casey and I will be back in just a second with more makeup cleanup tips. This is ask a clean person, the podcast. <laughs>
1: Today's program was brought to you by Forever Cheese, masters of the Mediterranean. Forever Cheese prides themselves on being amongst the few that work directly with all of their producers. Forever Cheese created a brand, Mythica, meaning mythic. This brand is meant to unify many of their products over the various countries and provide a recognizable name that consumers can equate with trust and quality. Forever Cheese is very socially conscious, and they donate and participate with City Harvest and numerous other charities. Forever Cheese has been supporting carbon funds since 2007 to support the projects of reforestation, hydroelectric power, and wind energy. For more information, visit ForeverCheese.com. Welcome
2: back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and my guest today is Casey Johnston from The Sweet Home. We have been talking about makeup. So after delivering that terrible, terrible news to you about your eye makeup... (laughs) Sorry about that. Hey, listen, if you need um, a new mascara or a new eyeliner,
3: there are mm-hmm. guides to that on the Sweet Home, so you can go look for that. We've tried, how many mascaras did we try? Something like 50 mascaras. Oh God, that's crazy. And the same number of eyeliner that we tested to find, and that's like after considering everything that the internet had to offer, we narrowed it down to test just those. That and is then amazing. We picked, I think, five-ish of each, so oh God. Yeah. You have such a great obsessive job.
2: It I was love intense. It. But um, and then let's, I, I did look up some of the other beauty guides. You have, there's a tweezer guide, mm-hmm. uh, an eyelash curler guide.
3: There is. We're actually okay. working on an update to the eyelash curlers one right now. Okay. Um, we're also working on a hair dryers guide. Woo! Yes. That one was uh, a big, it was sort of, sort of a white whale for my editors. Um, but we have this great writer, Shannon Palace, who like knocked it out that's a few months it's incredible and our pick is so good it's like uh it's 30 to 50 dollars depending on where you get it but it's not expensive dryer yeah you can have a great dryer for not much money at all that is amazing a couple years
2: ago i like went through a whole this is way before the sweet home existed um i went through a whole thing of like researching hair dryers and i I ended up asking for one for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, it was like an easy thing to like be like, Dad, here's <laughs> what I would like for Christmas, you know. Right. So it was like, but it was like a hundred plus dollars. It was expensive, which is also part of the reason I asked for it for Christmas. Right. Um, and I
3: loved it. But now, now I feel sort of cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very hard to tell. Like, if, I don't know. It, it'll be a great guide to like the amount of information that you can get that you can like amass about hair dryers that is just not on the boxes all the boxes are just like ions twirling. yeah well, i don't know when it's an all meaningless yeah. yeah so it's it'll,
2: it'll be oh I'm, I'm very excited to read that <laughs> so here uh i here's a request i've made this to casey before and i and casey Kay, so listen,
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're in cahoots a
2: little bit on this one. Casey mm-hmm. agrees with me on this request, but she's having a hard time uh, pushing it up the chain and getting uh, consensus from the higher-ups that this is worth doing. So if you think this is worth doing... Please let us know so that we can we can build a bigger consensus for it. Please. Dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. Dry shampoo guide. That is what I want. I want dry shampoo guide and and shower cap. Shower cap. Because if you're gonna use dry shampoo, you have to use a shower shower cap. Because one, you don't want your hair to get wet at all. But also, like, even if you're a person who can like Said to yourself in the shower and shave your legs and do all that stuff without getting your hair wet there's still humidity and and ambient moisture that gets in there so the shower mm-hmm. cap is like a very key part i have a lot of thoughts about dry shampoo That's right uh point. they should just have me write the guide actually no they shouldn't because it's not my it's not my wheelhouse <laughs> um that kind of testing is like not not my jam but i love that you guys do it anyway there's my there's my big request um Actually I have a whole bunch of other requests. But that's probably for a whole whole other thing. We have still a lot to cover. So I wanna talk about my my five-step plan. Uh, for purging and organizing a, a makeup collection, this is uh, this is a done in an hour kind of project. And actually, as far as organization projects go, I think this is actually a fun one because it's fun to root around in your makeup. It's fun to play yes. with your makeup. You probably have things that you've totally forgotten about that you'll be like, "Ooh, I want to." <laughs> probably an eyeshadow palette. Yeah. Uh, that you're like, "Oh, I want to bust that one back out and play with it." So here's my five step. Very easy, done in an hour, uh, makeup purge and organizing system. And this is a good thing to do if like, first of all, if you are finding it impossible to get your face put on in the morning because you're constantly rooting around trying to find your favorite mascara in a sea of, you know, unused Mac lipsticks, this (laughs) this is a good time for you to do this. Uh, it's also a good time to do it if you're listening to these expiration dates and going, oh my God, I have no idea how old my makeup is. Um. Okay, so here here we go. Step 1. Just like with a closet purge, take everything out. Take everything out. You you are not going to be successful if you're just shuffling things through a drawer and trying to pull out things you know you don't want. No, mm-hmm. not going to work. You have to take everything out. That's the way that your mind is going to be able to process the, the collection of things that you have and make sense of it and figure out what to keep and when, when, what to get rid of. Uh, taking everything out should include two other really important things. The first is you should define the scope of the purge that you're doing. So, if you're a real beauty gal, you may have a huge collection of makeup for your face, you may have a huge collection of nail varnish, you may have a huge collection of different brushes, you may have all kinds of lotions and potions probably not the best thing it's probably not the best thing in the world to try to tackle all of that at once right so define your scope right i think probably just sticking with the makeup that goes on your face and your brushes is a good good scope to define if you don't have a lot of stuff however you may want to take everything out and you know if you have like three nail varnishes and two lipsticks yeah go ahead and just like look at everything all at once and that's fine (laughs) so um if you if you do only have all that i admire your restraint at sephora uh, because even i who is not a makeup girl have more than that um The other important thing to do, and everyone is going to laugh because it's going to be so familiar for all of us. I want you to make sure that you go into all of your bags and your Mm. desk drawer and your bedside table drawer and that cup of pens where you've got four lip glosses and one pencil. And I want you to root out everything that's lurking in there because I know that if you were to look in your bag right now, all of you gals are going to find at least one lipstick in there. So add that to the collection. You should be looking through that. And probably the lipstick in your bag is gross and it might need to go. Yeah. Um, so so add that to your purge. The next thing you do, now that you've got everything out, you want to group it by type. So you're going to put all the mascaras together. You're going to put all your lipsticks together. You're going to put all of those beautiful and seductive eyeshadow palettes mm-hmm. together. Uh, are you guys noticing a theme? It's like I have a problem with eyeshadow palettes that I'm, I'm curbing. I'm, I'm curbing it. I'm working on it. It's very hard for me. This is sort of... Therapeutic for me to talk through my problems with eyeshadow palettes. They're enticing, and I want them they're all. They're so beautiful. They're beautiful, uh, but they're going to expire mm-hmm. <laughs> in no time before I can use them all up. Um, okay, so what what grouping by type is going to do? Is it's going to show you a couple things. First of all, it's going to show you how many of everything you have, and if you have well, ten eyeshadow palettes and you only ever really use one you are going to have a come to Jesus moment with yourself over that. Um, It's it's definitely for a lot of people going to be true of lipsticks. You're going to be like, why do I have 50 lipsticks? I do not need 50 lipsticks in my life. Uh, I went through a phase where I couldn't stop buying colored mascaras, despite the fact that (laughs) I have exceedingly dark lashes and cannot wear a colored mascara.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'm I am also obsessed with that idea. But I did also eventually realize it just doesn't work. Yeah, for me. you have pretty dark lashes too. Yeah. see. I mean, I know you're wearing mascara. Yeah. But, um, but I do think that's like an important thing. Like, thinking about like, if you're if you are obsessed with buying makeup, but you like me, buy way more makeup than you can wear. <laughs> even if like, even if you're a normal person, but especially if you're somebody who like, w- like I work from home, I put on makeup very infrequently. Yeah. So it's like you can sort of stop yourself by saying you won't be able to use all of this stuff. <laughs> stop buying all yeah. of it.
2: Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it is
3: really hard. I,
2: I, you know, the siren of, call of this colored mascara still still right. sings out to me. But I
3: it's resist. kind of like a KonMari thing, though, that it's uh. like you, you have to you have to, like, make sure you're when you buy something, it's going to be something that it's you can use a lot and use up yeah. or be OK with throwing it out when 90 percent of it is still left so
2: well i will say the the green mascara did not spark joy because <laughs> it just didn't look green yeah it just looked like nothing it made me sad <laughs> uh it made me sad to throw it out too okay so so uh, you know you're gonna go through this so you know Remove duplicates if you've got two po- two of the same products and you can determine which one is older. you probably can determine which one is older. Uh, throw out the older one. if you have things you're just not using, get rid of them unfortunately, unless things are are unopened and unused, you, you can't donate your makeup, that really is just something that's gonna end up in the landfill. Um, so really
3: they won't take it. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I've never tried to do it, but I'm always, like I have all of these eyeliner testers that I'm like, oh, I'll give it to salvation army or something i did not really put them on, them on your, your eye- face but they are open yeah
2: you put them on your eyes it's a problem
3: yeah even if i'm like Can't i swear that. i didn't put these on my eyes they'll be like mm.
2: i mean i you know i don't know what like all the policies are but yeah but yeah i have to assume that that's that's, that's a no-no hmm.
3: um
2: i know it's really sad okay let's move on and not think about how sad that is the waste factor is incredibly sad with makeup mm-hmm. um okay so after you've after you've grouped by type you've sorted out you've gotten gotten rid of what you what you know you can get rid of um, wipe off the tube, the outside of the tubes and containers in which things come. They get so dirty and they get so dirty for the sort of obvious reason that you're, they're in your hands and your hands are dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you did what I told you and wash your hands before you put your makeup on. Um, and then also just because like the makeup itself will get on the tubes and so they're probably yeah. like smeared orange uh um, i
3: always have like some black eyeliner will break and it's all over all always of my makeup. yeah always always i mean there's
2: only so much you're going to be able to do about it uh a pa- i find a paper towel and a little bit of all-purpose spray uh is the best process for cleaning things off um after you've done that wash your brushes uh we are i'm looking at the clock we are definitely not gonna have time to talk about washing brushes today so we're gonna have to save that but the, the reason you want to do that uh sort of halfway through the process is it's gonna give your the brushes time to dry while you're doing all of the all of the rest of the stuff that you have to do uh if you can even bump that up to do that b- before you've sorted through all the makeup even better just more drying time um then the next thing you're going to do, wash the the places in which you've been storing all this. So there are so many configurations of how people store makeup. You might put it in a drawer. You might have drawer dividers within a drawer. You might have plastic containers that are set out. You might have glass containers. Whatever it is that you have, just, just clean those. Um, plastic, glass, all that kind of stuff. If you have a dishwasher, run it through the dishwasher. Mm. It is likely... If you are working with plastic, especially light color plastic, that the staining is going to remain. It's makeup stains um, on plastic, which is porous, are just going to get stubborn. If it's really bothering you, try a magic eraser. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely washing out the containers is a great idea. They get disgusting. They will be filled. You will be amazed at how gross they are there. Not only are they going to be stained, they're going to be bristles everywhere, which is really gross. There's probably going to be like some of your personal hair. Uh, that's just floated around, which is really gross. There's going to be dust and debris and all kinds of stuff. So so wash those. It'll it'll make you feel better. Uh, it'll definitely make me feel better. Uh, and then the last thing is to put everything back. This is kind of the fun part, because this is where you get to organize everything and like make everything look pretty. Uh, very important thing. The last step, step five, when you put everything back, is the point at which you should assess whether you need new storage containers. Do not do not do not do not do this before you have taken everything out assessed your collection gotten rid of what you don't need if you go to the container store and you see a lipstick organizer and you think this is the greatest thing in the world and you buy it and you come home and it has 12 slots and you realize you have 13 lipsticks (laughs) well you're gonna feel very foolish Mm -hmm. yeah So always, always, this is true also of any, I mean, any organizing product, your closet, your garage, whatever you always, that's your stuff before you find storage solutions for your stuff, right? Okay, great. So this is very easy. So the five steps, this is painless, done in an hour. It's kind of fun. You're playing with all your makeup. You're probably going to unearth things that you're like, ooh, I'm going to wear that shade of lipstick on my next date. Yeah. Uh, And that'll feel really great. So much, much less agonizing Mm -hmm. than, you know your shoes
3: no yeah you know yeah
2: you know your fat clothes or whatever it is (laughs) like i'm in a i'm in a weight loss spiral right now so i'm dealing with the constant shedding of clothes oh good for you yeah it is good except you know it's like uh, oh there's a lot of feelings around it yeah um okay so let's we're gonna not talk about my feelings about weight loss uh what we are gonna talk about is Casey's question, which is an excellent one. Oh, boy. Uh, I was so glad you said this. And I like the way you said it. <laughs> it made me laugh.
3: Are you going to read it? Or I gonna am going <laughs> to read it. Or oh, word. God.
2: <laughs> so I remember preparing for the show. We were emailing about the subject of the show. And so on. Casey uh, was like, well, I'm just going to read it. She said, please, please, please go over getting bronzer slash face makeup out of the collars of white shirts. This is killing me
3: all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you. I, I wear. you. I wear so, like, I am not a good city person because I have so many white things, like white dresses and shirts. And they, a lot of them have, like, high collars. And so I end up with <laughs> Constantly, like, at least bronzer, if not more stuff on the collars. Yeah. And um, I can find a way out of it sometimes, but I do have a lot of... Stained shirts. So, okay, yeah, all right. Well, I've got problem. help. Help is on the way. here. Okay. So
2: I have. I mean, I think any anyone who wears any kind of like pe- pe- foundation powder, anything, mm-hmm. is has this problem. I, the, my my the biggest culprit for me, and I hear this all the time, all the time from readers and listeners, um, is uh, is winter coats, right? Because mm-hmm. they're up right high on your neck. Um, and for me, it's why I'm a I'm a puffy vest. Gal. Right. Well, of course I am. <laughs> you know, like fits the profile totally. Uh so my puffy vest, the collars of my puffy vest are constantly orange. Hmm. It's so gross. Wow. It makes me so upset. Okay, so here's here's the the quickie solution for us. Is so you're gonna you're actually gonna be mad <laughs> when you hear this one. Makeup remover. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So look okay, ca- caveat. Oh I have heard of dodges my run. mouth. Is open. Yay! <laughs> I love doing that to people. Um Okay, so the caveat is you want to be
3: careful what makeup remover you're using. Don't use an okay. oil based one. Okay, All right, that's is it I'm okay talking. if it's like the the not oil based ones that are like still like they look like oil, they just aren't. Yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah,
2: okay. yeah. I mean the thing I would just say like you know use your best judgment about what the material is that you're trying to clean off of. Be You know silk, be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, makeup remover, and actually even better than just like the straight stuff that you get in the bottle or those pat those wipes, those makeup oh, removing really? like the ones you use for travel uh, that I think you're not supposed to use for some reason or another. I never found out why. Um, but those are really great because they're super low moisture. Oh. Um, so they're not, you're not going to get like, if it is a silk shirt, like it's not, it's not going to soak the silk and cause a problem with okay. s- silks disdain for water. Huh. So, um, those things are super handy for that purpose. Great for wiping a collar off. Um, but of course, you can use you know just like a co- cotton ball and makeup remover. Oh, wow, this is um, amazing! Yeah, I know it's kind of amazing, right? And and I and I'll say I learned this years ago from a reader. I think when I was I think when I was writing for Jezebel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I mean, it's nice. It's like this, like sort of like tree of knowledge like yeah. you know people are sharing and then i get to share with a bro- broader audience and it's it's really like this, nice for me to give that tip another one great time. one right for this yes it's gonna totally blow your minds okay so this one is in my book um and i will say there's a, there's actually like quite a lot about all this kind of makeup so there's like what i call the lady chapter in my book okay. um so if this is of interest to people, uh, and uh, and if you love me, <laughs> please go buy my book. Um, but yeah, there's a whole chapter. There's like a whole thing about um, cleaning makeup brushes and all kinds of beauty tools. Uh, actually, the New York Times book review of my book. That it was a man who <laughs> reviewed it. And he and he. It was a great review. I got I got a uh, like glowing review from the Times, which was insane and so exciting and flattering uh, but one of the things that he pulled like call, sort of called out jokingly but a little bit not was that there's a section in there on how to clean a pumice stone <laughs> and apparently for oh. dwight garner of the new york times is really just like and now she has taken it too far <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i was just trying to be really thorough <laughs> so um so anyway so th- this this little anecdote is in my book a reader wrote to me um about a success that she had had on her own and I was so excited that I included the story in the book which was that she had an off-white blazer that she had spent $1000 on wow. and she apologized to, to me for buying a $1000 off-white blazer and I was like do not apologize for that that's great <laughs> that good for you episodes. she got a a very red very greasy lipstick stain on it oh no yeah i mean nightmare right this is like a total nightmare scenario uh. And she said she was so like freaked out and upset that she actually did the worst thing you can do in those situations which just let it sit for a few days. Mm. And out of just, I don't, I just was in like a like stroke of genius. I don't even know what made her think to do this. She grabbed rubbing alcohol and a cotton ball. And rubbing alcohol in a cotton ball took off the entire greasy red lipstick stain from the $1,000 off-white blazer. Wow. Crazy. Really? crazy. So that is another one that I would recommend for all kind, getting all huh. kinds of makeup stains off. Okay. Um, one last kind of makeup stain I want to talk about since we're on the subject of lipstick, which is a, a waxy pigment stain. So the, the thing about makeup is that the, the, the formula of the makeup is going to cause differences in how you remove the stains from them. So actually like powders and foundations and those stuff are, are sort of the ideal stains that you want. It's when you start talking about lipstick and mascara that you get into trickier territory because there are more combination stains. Mm-hmm. Um, in the case of the lipstick, you've got the wax in the case of mascara. It's a li- it's, it's essentially akin to a grease stain. Um, and the reason I mentioned mascara is that I actually hear from guys frequently that uh, lady friends will leave behind mascara stains on their pillowcases. Yeah. And, of course, this happens to women, too, because we sleep on our own pillowcases. We don't always take our makeup off, even though we know we should. We don't. Um, so here's what to do for those. You want to use the same kind of product that you would use when I tell you what to do about getting salad oil stains out of your clothes and that's, you want to use less oil or pine saw. Uh, both wow. of those are great. You just dab a tiny bit right onto the stain, let it sit, you know, it can sit for as long as you need until you do laundry. If you're doing laundry that day and you're dabbing it on, you know, just give it like 15 minutes or so to, to work its magic. And then laundry as usual, just come right out. Uh, wow. so yeah, so that is, that's what you're going to do about your, uh,
3: mascara. Here I am attacking everything with a Tide pen, and it only sort of ever works. Never really works on makeup stuff.
2: Is it because they're older stains? No. Is it like, newer
3: stains? Hmm. They're yeah, within like a couple days. I wonder if it's also that you need to be agitate, apply the Tide pen, and then
2: kind of agitate the the solution into the fabric using your fingers. Yeah. I find that that often works. Like I, I talk about this all the time. Like I always get sort of little like. Dribbles and spots on my duvet um, cover, mm-hmm. and I keep a bottle of shout spray near near my bed because it's near near where my uh, laundry hampers are. And I'll grab the shout and spray a little bit, and then rub the fabric against itself, and that's what coaxes the stain out. So I would just try okay. agitating. Uh, you know, the tide pen solution or whatever you have by either rubbing it with your fingers or rubbing the fabric against itself and see if that okay. helps a little bit more. Definitely keep the makeup remover. Those makeup wipes, baby wipes will also work. So if you are, uh, you know, if you're a mom or a dad and you have um, the you have them on hand, um, those adult bathroom <laughs> wipes will also work. Um, those are great ones. Rubbing alcohol. And then for the for the real bad, greasy ones, try the Lest Oil uh, or Pine Sol. And on that note, we have to wrap up. Okay. So we didn't get time to talk about our brushes, so we will definitely have Casey come back uh, to do that and maybe – uh, talk about cleaning hair dryers and all that when the Sweet Home Guide to Hair Dryers yes. comes out I want to say a big big thank you to my guest today Casey Johnson of the Sweet Home
3: thank you for having me uh, it was great to have you
2: um, and to our sponsor Forever Cheese today's music was provided by Rec Tech uh before I do my final sign out I have to say the biggest of big thank yous to my engineer Liz Smith. Liz is going to be leaving our HRN family she's moving on uh, to a big fancy job at Bloomberg and we're so excited for her but we're very sad for us that we're losing Liz who has brought so much enthusiasm and kindness and professionalism to the work that I do here and the work that everybody else does here. Um, She really brightens my morning every Wednesday when I walk into the studio and see her smiling face and I will miss her greatly but I am also very very happy for her and want to say a huge congratulations on your new job Liz thank you so much for everything we will really really miss you If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing on ACAST or iTunes, leaving a rating and telling your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so very much. And of course, thank you to you, my listeners, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast.